G'day everybody and welcome to What the Dictator, the podcast where we talk about dictators. I'm Rossi and that's LK. Hi mate, how's your shit? No, I get to say how's your shit when I'm the big host and then you have to think of something funny to say. So I'm going to say how's your shit? <laughs> it's really good actually. I'm drinking an off-brand Red Bull at 2pm. That's my day. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, it's Thursday, but. But today the podcast is about Pol Pot. Ooh. Do you know much about Pol Pot? Um, I have been to the killing fields in Cambodia. Have you? I have. But I don't actually know anything about Pol Pot or the Cambodian genocide, just that it was really bad. Well, I don't know if I should say this at the start, but I found this a little bit tricky to research because the facts alter significantly due to different sources so some it's mainly to do with dates the dates are all a little bit all over the shop and also some historians say one thing another historian say another so um this was a kind of maybe it's right maybe it's not right look at Pol Pot (laughs) a Pol Pot patchwork if you will that's good for example his name's Pol Pot, but that is like a Stalin, a made-up name. Why would you um, make up the name Pol Pot? Right. So his real name is Saloth Sar, and then he changed his name to Pol Pot. And I listened to a podcast where the guy said that he took the name Pol Pot from the political, sorry, the French word for politician or political is politique. Oh, okay. That actually makes sense. Yeah, and then maybe the second bit is potential, potential politician. I don't know. Sounds a bit made up, but. Yeah, but it also sounds like something he might do because he's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, but also this podcast I listened to, the guy was a bit of a dickhead, so maybe he's just, you know. Yeah, most people are dickheads. Also, he was a fanboy of uh, your mate Stalin. Mm, that's never good. No, it's never good. Um, and Mao Zedong, because they were both communists, so he had a Pinterest inspo board of those <laughs> two. I bet he did. What's that symbol called? You know, the, with the hammer? The hammer on you Pinterest. Know, like the communist hammer symbol. Anyway, I bet he had that on his Pinterest board. It makes sense <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, okay? Hammer and sickle. Hammer and sickle. Oh, there we go. Um, okay, carrying on. Yeah. So Pol Pot ruled for a really long time, from 1963 to 1981. Also never a good sign. No, never a good sign. And there was a civil war between 1967 and 1975, and Cambodia is still recovering economically from that time and probably also emotionally. Yeah, I reckon. I remember um, when I was in Cambodia, we tipped uh, like the hotel guy an American dollar and he just like it made his life. And then later I looked it up and like the at the time the average daily cost of living was like it was something ridiculous like they're earning I'm gonna misquote it so I shouldn't even say the number but it was like one US dollar was like a lot of money wow well good on you for 
tipping him one dollar. Well, I mean, probably should have given more. I, I don't. I don't. What are the rules? I don't. Uh. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. So uh, Pol Pot, um, as you previously mentioned, l- like to practice a bit of genocide. Mm, a bit. A bit. Um, for those of you who don't know, genocide is when you attempt to wipe out a nation or an ethnic group. Mm. What was his um, – oh, I'll let you talk. You can just take me on the journey. Um, <laughs> I think you are going to ask me what was his reason. Yeah. So he wanted to – so unlike Stalin, because last week you told us that Stalin wanted to bring all the people – from the country into the city to industrialise the nation, correct? Mm, Correct. Pol Pot wanted to do the opposite. He wanted to reverse Cambodia into a farming nation. So he moved all the people from the cities into the country and he kind of wanted to move them back to the Middle Ages. Well, that's a shit idea. It is a shit idea. So he, when it comes to genocide, he wanted to get rid of anyone who was educated. Also a shit idea. <laughs> yeah, so he really um, he really targeted teachers, doctors, lawyers, people that had good careers, um, even if you wore glasses or you spoke a different language, you were a target. You were sent to the, the camps, the genocide camps. That's ridiculous. People who wear glasses. Some people who wear glasses are really stupid. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Uh, it's a weird um, stigma, isn't it, that you're you're smart, or also that you're nerdy if you what? wear glasses. What the fuck is that? Like your eyeballs have nothing to do with either of those things. Nah. Anyway, so <laughs> also, sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. Also, in these t- <laughs> the, tar- <laughs> the targets um, for the genocide were it was Christians and Buddhists, but also um, a population of Cham Muslims. I'm I'm not sure. It's I think Cham Muslim is just kind of a variant of Muslim, but it's in Asia. It's like an in Indochina Muslim community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what was he? What like why did he hate on them? Was he something else? He also wanted to get rid of religion. Oh. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, let me say I'm sorry, one second. Oh, yeah, he said about abolishing money, private property, and religion. Wow, that's quite the hit list. Yeah. So then this is where the numbers vary significantly. I think also because it's hard to put a number on this because they don't really know how many people were mm. killed, but it's between 1.4 million and 2.4 million people died. And there's not that many people in Cambodia, right? Like it's not. Yeah, it was approximately 21 to 24% of the population. Oh, oh, that's gross. Yeah, but the majority of them were the Cham Muslims. Well, not the majority, but a lot, uh, they were a big target. So half a million Cham Muslims were sent to the genocide and that was 70% of that population. Jesus. Yeah, so he's had a really good go. Um, also, side note, Cambodia, there's also a, a king in Cambodia, so oh. we could um, maybe do them on our other podcast, We'll Never Be Royals, but um, that's a production meeting conversation. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I'm chuffed about that. Despite hating intellectuals, Pol Pot's wife was the first Cambodian woman ever to get a college degree. What the dick? All right, and so uh, what am I telling you next? Oh, yeah, so he had this army called the Khmer Rouge. Which means, Rouge means red. I know that much. Yes. Uh, Khmer is the old name of the country, right? Yeah, I think so. So I I think it might loosely translate to like Red Army essentially is my guess. Yeah, Uh, a native or inhabitant of an ancient Khmer kingdom. Mm. It does sound nice, Khmer Rouge. It does, right? Mm. And so then also a byproduct of um, Pol Pot's Khmer Rouge regime is that a lot of the members of the Khmer Rouge also died of disease, starvation and exhaustion Mm. because they were mainly teenage recruits. I mean, uh, uh, it's just (laughs) here is the extra layer of shittiness is that like he's planned this thing to kill all these people and he was still shit at executing the plan. Like it sounds like they were not very organised and didn't keep any records and yet he still managed to kill a lot of people. Like that doesn't seem like it should work that way. Yeah, it all seems a bit pointless. Yeah. And then for his end goal to just have everybody living in the Middle Ages on a farm. I mean, I know some people really aspire to that um, sea change life. (laughs) (laughs) Living off the grid, but um, not to pull a whole country back into nah, the Middle Ages. Nah, that's shit. His plan was not not a great one. No, and yet it worked. I'm so mad. Well, I mean, it didn't really work because Cambodia is not living in the Middle Ages, but, um, I, you know, they're struggling. Yeah, they are struggling. <laughs> Shut up, mate. <laughs> um, also, Lindsay, maybe a little bit. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I called you by your correct name. Oh, how dare you? I'll probably get stalked. Um, okay, okay. Because you have been to Cambodia yourself, um, the other name, the new name for Cambodia is Campuchia. Is that how you say it? Oh, mate, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> When I was there, it was Cambodia. And might I just preface it by saying that I went there, I think I caught a bus from Thailand and I was drunk the whole time and it was not a, um, it was not the cultural appreciation trip that it should have been. It was a booze trip when I was like 23. Right. Amazing. I loved it. but, But I would certainly never claim to have knowledge on anything Cambodian because of that trip. Okay, got it. Um, also, just to let you know, I've cocked that up. It was the other way around. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you know one book that I have read that taught me a lot about Cambodia that I was reading when I was on my way there? Yeah. Um, should I tell you about this to fill some minutes or no? Please, please do. <laughs> Um, let me just look up what it's called. Um, oh yeah, it's called The Road of Lost Innocence and it was 
written by this woman called Somali Mom, who at the time the book was released, she was like all over Hollywood using it to like advocate for um, sex workers in Cambodia because she was like abducted as a child from her village and then sold into sex slavery and has this like horrific story of all the terrible things that happen to these women and how many of them there are and there's like like just shit you just like wouldn't even imagine like she talks about how they used to just keep scorpions on the beds of the girls just to fuck with them and like all this weird shit and so she raised a lot of money for a lot of causes but then about three years after I read it it came out that like not all of it was true Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. But I do think there's um, sex trafficking in Cambodia, as it is in a lot of places, is a real ish. I mean, I know it's bad to lie, but never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Well, that's right. And she raised so much money. Yeah. And like shit things still happen to her. Yeah. Shit things definitely still happen to her. And I think she had this charity where she was still like, she herself was like going into the deep dark depths and rescuing girls herself. So I hope she's well. Yeah, I hope she's well too. Also, maybe that should be the slogan to this podcast. I hope she's well. No, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like fact checking is for losers. <laughs> Who knew it would be so hard to fact check a genocide? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just, I don't know, maybe it's just me but and maybe this is the universe's way of telling me I should not be a historian. <laughs> but um, just to confirm, yeah. Cambodia is still called Cambodia and it used to be called Kampuchea. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. It sounds nice. Also, um, one thing that I noticed that I was just blown away by is that Pol Pot didn't die until 1998. Like us and Pol Pot were alive at the same time. Yeah. Okay. That's a great segue because, um, yeah, there's, so the Civil War goes on for ages, right? And then, the, of course, the Americans get involved. Well, they would. And so they bomb <laughs> some sanctuaries, um, attempting to get rid of North Vietnamese, oh. um, but it only drove them deeper into the country. And then it also made the peasants run to the cities. So the US, you know, they had good intent, but it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole Vietnam campaign was a real downer for them, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's a different podcast as well. A real downer. Good way to explain it. Um, Yeah, so in 1978, there was a a revolt, a revolt, a revolt. A revolt. A revolt. Yes, exactly. And um, so of the members of the Khmer Rouge, um, so they were either killed or they escaped to Vietnam. So they were still existing even after Pol Pot was overthrown in 1979. And so the Khmer Rouge just hung around in the jungle for a while. Kind of like bloody Al-Qaeda after they killed bin Laden. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't until then, so it wasn't until 1979 that the Cambodian people were able to tell their stories about all the terrible things that had happened. No one, the, you know, the rest of the world didn't really know what was going on. Awful. Yeah. So that's why old mate 
Pol Pot, he was like living in the jungle <laughs> for a while. Yeah. It was hard to track him down. Would you rather, not to go too far off topic. No, please don't. Be like in exile, as a dictator, be in exile in the Cambodian jungle or in like a cave in Ang- Afghanistan like they are in Al-Qaeda. Oh, the jungle seems like it would be better, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it would be. It would, you'd have to be on constant alert. Yeah, a lot of um, creepy crawlies. A lot of creepy crawlies and like, I don't know, pythons and shit yeah. in that jungle. infections. Yeah. Like at least if you're in a cave, all you've got to worry about is how to get water. Yeah, that is important though. Mm. Can't last very long without water. No, how long is it? I reckon it's like, anyway, it's a different topic. You can last longer without food, but you have to have water. Isn't it something stupid like five days without water and like a month without food? Yeah, probably something like that. We're not fact-checking it. You can do that yourself, listener. Yeah. Um, so um, they couldn't find Pol Pot for ages, but they think he probably did pop over to Beijing to have some heart surgery in 1981. Jesus. Or sometime between 1981 and 1983. Again, a bit loose with the dates here, internet. Yeah. So then in 1997, they finally tracked him down and they just sentenced him to prison in his jungle home. Like, he didn't have to go to a real prison. He just was like under house arrest. Ugh. I don't know the details of that, but one source claimed that he was sent to prison in his jungle home. So, And was it um, the Cambodian government that hunted him down or was it like the Americans or is it some NATO sitch? I don't know. <laughs> it was the good guys, quote, unquote. It was the good guys. I also I did find one really good source um, called Kittle.co and it's like for kids. <laughs> History for kids. Did it really break things down for you? Yeah, it really did. And there's a lot of hyperlinks. It's great. Yes. So, yeah, so after, as you said before, he died in 1998 and it said that he died of a heart attack and he never admitted to anything that he did wrong to the Cambodian people. Um, But there is some evidence to suggest that he killed himself so he wouldn't have to go to prison and or trial mm. and he was cambodian right like this is not some stalin sitch or some hitler sitch where he's actually from somewhere else and just goes to cambodia to fuck shit up no yeah he's from he's cambodian for mm. sure what a dickhead also he was um a teacher what the fuck that yeah this guy is like not only a psychopath but also like not very bright <laughs> like no. First rule of evil dictatorship, you don't kill the people that are just like you. Like that's not how it goes. Like why not killing teachers if he's a teacher? Because he's smarter than the teachers, I'm sure he thinks. Gross. I hate him. So, mate. Mate. If you were to go on a romantic maybe evening date with Pol Pot, where do you go, what happens, and how do you get out of it? Okay, I would jump on a minibus tour to Thailand. (laughs) Yep. Take him to a ritzy hotel in Bangkok to show him how cool cities are, number one. (laughs) 
Cities are pretty cool. Yeah, and Bangkok is one of the coolest. Yeah, bangers, I like to call it. Yeah, the cock that bangs. <laughs> um, and so we would, you know, do all the Bangkok things, go for dinner, go for a drink somewhere, maybe end up in a nightclub or a hospital and then be really hungover for the next two days. Oh, my God, amazing. It's like our lives right now. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And then at, at the end of it, he would realise that cities are good, communism is bad, Abby would save Cambodia. Holy shit. So you're like you're planning to change Pol Pot's path and have some sort of long-term relationship with him? No, oh. not, not have a relationship with him, just be like, mate, Open your eyes. Yeah, you're like the enlightenment agent of mm. Pol. Have I forgotten the purpose of this game is just to have a little bit of fun and not take it too seriously? <laughs> no, I like that you're saving Cambodia in your game. That's nice. Well, thank you. And um, I hope everybody likes the new Pol Pot. <laughs> I mean, what do you wear when you're an agent of enlightenment for a Pol Pot? What's your vibe? You want to keep yeah, it non-sexual, though, because it sounds like you don't want a long-term relationship with Pol Pot. You're just there for that one evening of enlightenment, so you've sort of got to keep it poised and classy but be a Yeah, yeah. Even It might be just, you know, like off-duty model kind of look. Yeah, yeah, like flat shoes. Yeah, and a nice leather jacket. Oh, that's so hot. Well done. So that is... All the information I have on Pol Pot. Well done, mate. I think we've all learnt a lot about um, how not to be a dictator and why teachers are important and that not everyone who wears glasses is hyper-intelligent. Exactly. And genocide is bad. Genocide is bad. And also from that, like, four days I spent in Cambodia that one time. It was really nice. And I remember um, because I'd been in Thailand and Vietnam and shit and the alcohol was really like heaps cheaper in Cambodia. (laughs) I would highly recommend going there. I'd go there again if I could. Yeah. I have a friend and he's Cambodian, but he's first-generation Cambodian, so his parents came here to get out of that situation. And um, he hadn't been to Cambodia until he was an adult. And he, when he came back to Australia, he, like, kissed the ground. He was so thankful that oh, really? he grew up here. Yeah. Oh, wow. I suppose there's just not a lot of resources there. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add to this? <laughs> Short but sweet, informative, a shallow dive into Pol Pot. Not a deep dive, a shallow dive. Yeah, a shallow dive. I would just like to say that I'm glad he's dead and I uh, am very hopeful for the future of that country and I hope that, you know, there are enough checks and balances around the place to make sure that some other dickhead doesn't come along and do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, thanks for listening, everybody, and see you all of a sudden. Bye. Hey, Rossi, guess what? You're mad and I'm not. (laughs) Ha ha. No, we aren't journalists. No, we are not. Sometimes we get confused with the facts 
and our accuracy is not always on point. Agree. If you have questions for us or comments about anything we cover, you can get in touch with us on our email. Hello at lkandrossi.com or you can check out our website, lkandrossi.com. Love you. See you all of a sudden. Thank you.